everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I am Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama <laughs> Podcast. We're two friends, recap and break down K-dramas, one episode at a time. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, so Jill and I are here. On a uh, Wednesday. It is... What? On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, Wednesday <laughs> night, because we just could not, we just couldn't wait. Yeah, to normally one class. Normally, we record Saturday mornings remotely, mm-hmm. um, usually around like nine a.m. But mm-hmm. I watched the last two episodes pretty early on, and I texted you, and I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait to watch the next two, the final two. And you hadn't seen them yet. And then you told me you were about to watch the last one. And I was just like, ah! And then you were like, okay, I guess we can record early. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are, like, super excited. Yes. First time ever we bumped up a recording just so we could watch the next episodes. Yes. Like, super fast. Um, Yeah. Well, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. And I want to, like... I have some other drama corner thoughts, okay. too. So I guess we should just get started, yeah? All right, let's do it. All right, so epi- <laughs> episode 13 starts. Uh, we are back at the best pub show. So if we remember um, Goon-Soo, that little fucker, mm-hmm. outed Hyun-Yi to the press. And so she just, like, waltzes in like a freaking badass and just, like, owns it. She announces to everyone that she's transgender, and, like, first she announces it to, like, the staff at the production, mm-hmm. and then, like, when the um, host of the show, like, interviews her, kind of doing that thing, like, how are you feeling, blah, 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 she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm transgender, and I'm not feeling great right now, but, like, I've, I've got this, whatever. Which, side note, I feel like that host was very supportive. Yeah. And nice. Yeah. Like, he wasn't all ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was cool. And I was like, oh, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Because uh spoiler alert, not really, she wins. And mm-hmm. he's just like very happy for her, you can mm-hmm. tell. Um and I start I like basically started crying. <laughs> <laughs> the tears didn't like fully fall down my face, but mm-hmm. I was just like, that's so nice. Like I kind of felt like she was going to win, but then yeah, like, I was the pit of my stomach. I was worried. Yeah, when I was watching, I was just like, ooh, like holding my breath. What's it gonna be? What's what's gonna be the the name here? Come on! And then mm-hmm. they call Dunbaum, and it's just super exciting. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that in the scripted show they still have the "We'll be right back." Yes, moment. <laughs> so perfect. Have to keep waiting. So perfect. It's like, oh, God. But yeah, so Don Bomb gets their uh, investment money. Everyone's super happy. Hyunyi, like, runs over to the crew, and they're, like, hugging. It's beautiful. But then we see President Zhang have a meeting with Sua and Gunsu about the results of the show. And President Zhang is kind of like, what the fuck happened? And... Like, how did Gunsu do? And Suwa tells him, like, all of the things that Gunsu did to try mm-hmm. to win 
Um, and some of it is just kind of boring. Like he tried to convince them to do blind testing, blind tasting in case Hyunyi wasn't, um, they were only giving the wins to Hyunyi because she was cool. And And he like tried to schmooze people and. I think that might also be what helped her to win at the end. Like if the judges were, um, like not approving of her being transgender and were like Mm -hmm. disgusted or something like it was a blind test now. And so they couldn't, they couldn't say like, this one's going to be shit because she made it. They didn't know. So I think ultimately it kind of helps her too in that sense. Yeah. I guess maybe he thought like, well, if she's out as transgender, maybe she won't even come on the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. So Basically, he kind of played dirty, and President Zhang is, like, interesting. Okay. And so he dismisses Gunsu from the meeting, and then privately asks Suwa what she thinks about him, and she seems on the fence. I feel like Suwa is always on the fence about yes. everything. Yep. Um, but she, she like, has no Gunsu backbone. Her. <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't and like we'll get to this later on but i love how yiso kind of calls her out mm-hmm. this is episode 14 stuff but yeah oh uh, yeah but basically Gun- she says that Gunsu reminds her of president Zhang him and then president Zhang laughs and almost seems relieved yeah as if he is like okay i one of my sons isn't a total fuck up <laughs> uh kind of a, an attitude for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunsu thinks about what he's done and he sees Yiso in the lobby of Janga and he seems really happy to see her for a second. Um, uh-huh. And he's like thinking about moments with her and she like walks up to him and she just straight up slaps him across the face. And he tries to defend why he did what he did and she just tells him that being a pushover suits him better. Meaning, like, when you were working at Don Bomb and I was able to walk all over you. <laughs> that was much yeah. better than the shithead you're trying to be right now. And, again, he's reminding her that he's doing all of this for her. And she dismisses him again. And he tells her that he's finally doing something for himself. But, like, no, because you kind of just admitted that you're doing it for her and to win her over. So yeah, like, it, it the logic it, doesn't really track. Yeah, I like guess. it's for her, but also for him technically, I guess, because he wants her that fucking badly and can't get yeah. over her. Um, so he says he's made this decision and he's going to stick to it. And then she starts to quote Seroi and Gunsu just like loses it in the lobby, and everyone hears him, and he tells her to stop talking about Seroi. She apologizes and she kind of looks sincere and just conversation's over walks away yeah i think it's funny that she i i feel like she actually looked sorry yeah i think it's it's funny that she actually went to janga like just to slap him (laughs) yeah (laughs) just to find him and slap him and tell him he's being a shithead yeah a simple text would have sufficed but yeah but i guess like when you really care about someone you have to make an in-person appearance like cared about like, Hyunyi, you mean? What? Like caring about Hyunyi? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I feel like this 
uh, I just thought it was funny how Gunsu also, like, um, Yusou's conversation with Seri about, like, her relationship with Gunsu, and she's like, stop talking about Gunsu, mm -hmm, and then when mm -hmm. Yusou has a conversation with Gunsu, and she's, like, talking about Seri, he's like, stop talking about Seri, like, yeah, I just feel like it kind of reinforces the idea of, I don't want to say, like, they're kids, but mm -hmm. they are on, like, the same plane of kind of jealousy and yeah. emotional frustration mm -hmm. with this whole love square. Being too young still. Uh -huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of similarities that I feel like we've noticed throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Like, little instances where we're like, oh, this person kind of reminds me of this person at this point. Which I don't think we've noticed too much in other shows. Yeah. I this The writing on this show, I think, is really good. Yeah, I agree. Which is why we're dying to watch the last two. <laughs> yes. Um, on her way back to Itaewon, Yusou finds Seroyi waiting for her. And he thanks her and congratulates her. And she lowers her head so he can pet her like he normally does. But he just looks kind of uncomfortable. Like, wait, what's happening? And she's like, you always mm -hmm. pet my head. And it's kind of a cute moment, but also kind of like a little bit awkward because it's well known that she likes him and he doesn't like her. But mm -hmm. at this point, it's like, well, he knows, so I don't really give a shit anymore. I'm doing say what I want. Um, mm -hmm. The grandmother meets Seruyi Niso. She signs her contract and says she always sticks to her word. So he needs to keep his promise, which is to be the number one pup. And she signs the contract. And she looks all fabulous again now. Yes, um, yeah. She's in <laughs> her, her collections outfit. Yes. <laughs> Yusu's mom sees the news of IC's 10 billion won investment and suddenly seems impressed by Yiso and Seroyi and also relieved for her daughter's future and like what she's doing. Realizing mm. like, oh, maybe she did know what she was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, she's like this girl. Maybe she should marry like this this pub owner. This now rich man. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> Back at Janga, Sua is going to leave the office for the night, and she sees Gunsu being a little weirdo at his desk. I don't. I I feel like they do this a lot in K dramas where all of the lights are off except the lamps at people's workstations. Hmm. So it looks really creepy. Uh huh. And I'm like, in my office, I don't know. Like we leave all the lights on until people go home. Yeah, it's, I don't know if that's just it's energy like, waster, but <laughs> it's like those big ugly office lights too. That's like kind of hurts your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it. I think it just adds to, like, a kind of sinister look, mm -hmm. um, it being in the dark and stuff, yeah. but, um, where am I? Oh, so, Gunsu's being a little weirdo, and he, we see him ignoring Sun Quan's calls, because, again, at this point, no one really knows, besides Yiso and Suwa, that Gunsu was the person who leaked mm -hmm. uh, Hyunyu's situation to the press, and so... I think everyone still really likes Gunsu. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't know is, that. Right. And so Sua is like, hey, like, what's what's up? Um, I don't know. 
I feel like Sua doesn't really like Gunsu, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. And so she's just kind of like checking in on him because he's the last one there. And he, she's like, oh, you're ignoring his calls. And he's like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think she mentions something about Seiroyi, like uh, what Seiroyi would say to Gunsu if he found out or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. Gunsu again gets like really annoyed that people keep bringing up Seiroyi. And so he becomes kind of threatening and tells her that he knows about their past and he knows what could stop and ruin Seiroyi. And Sua looks scared and asks what he's planning. Because it's very much like, I know that Seiroyi loves you. And And I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, like doing something to you would wreck him. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, Gunsu, stop being a little weirdo, because they're, like, alone in the dark. Yeah, it was weird when he started, like, walking up to her. Yeah. And just getting too close. Not a good situation. No. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think I listened to too many, like, My Favorite Murder (laughs) podcasts and just am such a paranoid person that whenever I am alone in the office, and I know there are, like, men with me there, I'm, like, be on guard. Like, I mean, I know the people that I work with are fine. Yeah. I've worked there for forever. And you're um, not, like, in a huge office somewhere with, like, 50, right. 100 employees or whatever. Yeah, it's a very small group of people, but I'm still just in the back of my head, like, be on guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't see me, but I had, like, karate hands when I just said, be on guard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that whole situation is, like, God, a nightmare. Even though he doesn't do anything to her, it's just, like, really uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, so, back at Donbom, they are just, like, living it up. They're having another team dinner, which that basically seems to be the only thing they do besides mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. is then hang out with each other some more and drink uh so they're all super drunk and they get kind of feisty with each other uh sun kwan tries to make a speech and hyunyi keeps interrupting him because i guess he's being a little extra and there's a really cute moment when sun kwan calls hyunyi pretty i think he says like hey just because you're pretty doesn't mean uh-huh. you can treat me like this or something like that and it's really cute because I think she kind of blushes and gets a little embarrassed by him mm-hmm. calling her pretty. But then Sun Kwan makes a toast as they celebrate everything they've achieved. And he goes on uh, saying, you know, look at all the things that Seiryu said we would do. He said we would franchise. He said we'd do this, this, and this. And it's all coming true. And they're all <laughs> super pumped. But Seiryu is falling asleep, basically. He's super drunk and probably exhausted from everything that they've just had to go through Mm -hmm. Uh, but they force him to make a toast and it's just kind of generic but then he thinks about his dad being proud of him and starts to tear up and then kind of like passes out and Yiso like holds his hand and is just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna make it happen it's gonna be awesome so then we cut to President Jong he has another meeting with Gunsu. And he decides to bring him to a board meeting. And there he announces in front of everyone that Gunsu will be his successor. And there are a bunch of people that are just like, what the fuck? Like, we mm-hmm. don't even know this son, you know? Like, 
Where did he even come from? from? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is he like the other one at all? (laughs) Um, But then they all just kind of start applauding, you know, all these guys and gals. They just, they just follow. That's all they fucking do. But then we cut to the mob boss from way back when, when um, Sato Yu was in prison. And he looks super, super powerful. And he gets put into a new cell, it seems. And we see some mm-hmm. people, like, sitting around watching, like, oh, it's him. And then there's someone on the ground who's not paying attention to him doing fucking push-ups. And then we see it's Goon, Goon Wan. And at that point, yeah. I was thinking, like, is this the mob boss that was with Seiroi? Or is it someone that looks a hell of a lot like him? <laughs> because I just couldn't tell. And it, it's been a yeah. while, and it looked so much like him, but I was like, well, I thought he got out, but... I mean, guys like him go in and out of prison a lot, I guess. Yeah. I think he even comments, like, I won't be in here long. Like, mm, I guess because okay. his, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his connections or whatever. But yeah, he was also Sun Quan's boss, if we remember Yes, too. yes, definitely. I feel like that will be important mm-hmm, later on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, very su- interesting pairing. Yeah, very strange. Um, Yiso, Seroyi, and Hojin have a meeting to discuss their investment plans, and they talk about starting up a national franchise, but Seroyi thinks about how hard he had to work to get where he started, but now that he has money, that money can easily make more money. Hojin and Yiso look very curious, and he tells them that he wants to go big, and tells them about a franchise expo in Shanghai, and how he wants to quickly go global. And just, like, do the fucking thing. And they're kind of mm-hmm. like, what? Like, He's like, yeah, yeah, fucking go big. We gotta do this. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I think also because, like, he was before kind of the more cautious one. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're fucking doing it. Yeah. Um. Also, I love their rooftop setup. I know. It looks so it's cool. so cute. I, I would love to go there. to a place like that. Yeah. That looks like a cool pub that I Same. would actually enjoy being at. With good food Same. and drinks. Mm-hmm. You can't go um, anywhere right now, though. We should, once Moontoki makes it big, whenever, wherever we decide to live, <laughs> we should start a little pub and make it cute. Yes. And have, like, vegan food. And yes. And so do and soju, yes. And karaoke. Yeah. Yes. So fun. I like that. Love that, actually. Okay, okay. well, let's add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make um, our fucking vision board. Is that what those are called? Okay. I already forgot. They always talk about it on Forever 35. Yeah. 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 I need to do one. Yeah. Well, we're we are supposed to make a vision board on that picture of Dio from EXO oh, yeah. where he's just like... Laying in the grass. Where he's daydreaming. Wistful. He's, he's daydreaming about our future visions. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we should do that and take a picture and put it yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. We could draw, like, um, a little thought bubble. Well, actually, a big thought bubble to fit all of our mm-hmm. little visions. On post-its or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they make post-its that look like thought bubbles. Oh... So we should just get some of those. I like that idea. Yeah, we'll add it to the list. (laughs) (laughs) When we finally see each other in person again. Who the fuck knows when that'll be. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, So, back 
to Itaewon class. Yes. <laughs> we fast forward four years to 2020. So yes, Yay! we're finally in the present day. Uh, everyone has different hair, except for <laughs> Seiruyi. I was gonna say, I forget what podcast I saw this on, or heard this on, but it was like, and their hair has changed, which makes you realize that time has passed. It's like, <laughs> nothing else about yes. them has changed, except, like, they're wearing wigs now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was gonna uh, say, I really don't like Hyunyi's hair in 2020. Oh, me neither. I don't think it's a good wig on her. No, it looks like it looks like her actual hair on her head is like too voluminous, mm-hmm. and so like the wig is not sitting nicely on her head. Yes, or I agree. Like you could just snatch it off at any moment. Yeah, I think Yiso's hair looks cute. I like it long with the super short bangs. Um, yeah, definitely. Sunquan's hair kind of looks like he's from the fucking eighties or something. He really does and also like this yeah the suit he's wearing too just something about his whole look now whoever styled him he looks like he took inspiration from the 80s yeah it's like all brown yeah he he doesn't like dwight from the office (laughs) color scheme (laughs) as far as suits go he doesn't look bad but it looks a little bit weird yeah i don't know it definitely Definitely looks like he's never worn a suit before, but Yiso <laughs> is making him wear a suit because he works in an office now. Yes. And he, and... like, got one from, like, Goodwill or something. <laughs> yeah, even though I'm sure he has money now. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, I do like his hair, like, kind of pushed back, though. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting I love a good forehead, look. I guess. Seroi, <laughs> <laughs> um, though, right. exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Um, so yeah, everyone seems to be thriving. Icy slash Dambomb, whatever. Their whole mm-hmm. gig is doing great. Um, so we kind of are catching up with everyone, but then we see a scene where it looks like they are, I guess, just some sort of meeting with people that make investments for them or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. It's just like a couple of old Making dudes. dealings. Yeah, in in suits talking Mm -hmm. about money and they are trying to convince them to do some sort of investment thing and like basically break a relationship with this other uh, company that they have and Yusa just kind of owns them and is like y'all don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because even though this company isn't doing well now we already have a relationship with them and this person's son is going to marry this person's daughter and that's actually going to be really awesome so go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, because the, the wife is the like version. Yeah, the wife is something with like um like social media or something rather. Like in a way she's gonna mm-hmm. be able to really promote their um companies and stuff. Yeah, and I guess like once he marries her, then they'll have access to that company. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh he's like they're like, oh, okay. She's like, Y'all don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, which I love and as a young woman in the workplace you often encounter old dudes who are like <laughs> who all think, think they, they know, know what they're talking best. about mm-hmm. and they don't trust you and then you're like I do know what I'm talking about and then they're like oh okay my bad <laughs> yeah uh, so 
After the meeting, Don the bu- ugh, the Don Bon crew <laughs> meets in City's fancy office. Their offices look so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just great taste. Also, uh, side note, all Issa's doing. Um, in Strangers from Hell, I also noted to Andrew that their offices are really, really cool. And mm-hmm. it's like a small office, and I was like, "That's what y'all need to do at y'all's office." Like, y'all need to fucking update that office. Like, it looks like it's never been updated since like the company started. He's like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> it's like, yeah, y'all well, need y'all need like better things in your office to brighten it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I talked. I was talking with Michael and Karen about it, mm-hmm. and I said, like, why don't we get rid of the cubicles and just mm-hmm. make, like, rows of workstations? That way yeah. we can get more employees, too, because, like, everyone has a standing desk now. Mm-hmm. And you can only fit so, so many people in, like, a box like that. Like, exactly. one in each corner. It's not, I don't know, it doesn't make enough use of the space. Exactly. And so I told them, I was like, what we should do is just get, like, really, uh, I guess, yeah, just, like, rows, and then on either side just have, like, a bunch of drawers, because we do need, like, storage space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just or you get, could like, get, like, a bunch of drawers in between each person. Yeah, those little, um, those little Ikea Alexes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what y'all need. Uh... And then, yeah, just have our monitors. And I mean, like, you don't get a lot of privacy that way, but mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of privacy in the big square either. So. No. Yeah. And I think that would just, like, make it look more... Inviting. Modern. and Yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, that was that was a commercial break real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Taiwan class. Yeah. Uh, so, they're in Sadie's office. Everyone looks cool, except for Hanyi's hair. Um, <laughs> Poor <so>. girl. <laughs> she looked so fucking cool, especially after her makeover. And uh-huh. then we're like, how do we give her, like, 90s mom hair? Yeah, she definitely what? looks like a mother now. A young mother. And she just, like, looks boring now suddenly. Like, her, she's wearing, like, suits, too, I think. But not even cute suits. Not, like, search yeah. WWW suits. I don't know. Yeah. Lisa needs it, to help her. <laughs> it definitely. Um, so they're just kind of like debriefing. Uh we get a funny little moment where Sun Kwan tries to call Seri Hyungnim, kind of like a more, I guess, less formal because Yiso tells him like, Hey, we're at the office, like you need to call him CEO Park or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Yiso calls Hyunni Unni and he's like, How come you can do that? And she's like, Well, Hyunni and I are special. <laughs> Uh, which is just cute. Like, I really love seeing Iso and Hyunyi's relationship develop mm-hmm. into what seems to be, like, a great little, yeah, like, big sister, kid sister thing. Yeah, especially um, after, like, that first weird interaction where I was like, ugh, that's not a cute look, Iso. When yeah. she, like, was being all uppity about her being transgender. Uh-huh. I'm glad that she very quickly kind of changed her ways and is much more understanding and loving. Yeah, same. Uh, so Yuso fills Seri in on his schedule for the next couple of days, and it's, like, super jam-packed. Uh, he has a bunch of meetings and other, like, business stuff. And Sun Kwan tells them that they need to take it easy because uh, he's basically like, guys, 
we are doing great. I don't think we need to like push ourselves this hard because everyone's like still kind of going crazy with these intense schedules. But Seiryu tells them that they're still not number one yet, so they still need to work hard to make that goal a reality. And Yuso makes another comment about like how that's why she fell for Seiryu in front of everybody, Mm because I guess at this point she just openly tells everyone that she loves him. Mm and he tells her to stop, but it seems like, like I said, like a regular thing. This is just kind of their work dynamic now. Uh, Sunquan suggests that they have another team dinner and invite Gunsu since he's coming back from the U.S. And I think Hyunyi makes a comment like, you always want to have a team dinner. Like, <laughs> what's the matter with you? <laughs> uh, but Yuso is surprised that Sunquan still keeps in touch with Gunsu because I guess he's the only person. Mm-hmm. That it seems that way, yeah. Gunsu. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Gunsu at the airport, and Suha's there to pick him up, and their relationship is a little bit better from the last time we saw them in that creepy situation. They're mm-hmm. kind of joking around, um, getting along with coworkers or whatever. But then we see that Gunsu is listening to a recorded conversation between him and Sun Kwan, and Sun Kwan is saying that Seiroi often goes to Pajin to visit Minjung. And um, then we cut to Min Jung and Officer Oh, who are meeting up to talk about um, Hei Wan, who's his daughter. And it doesn't seem like they're dating, unfortunately. <laughs> All this time no. has passed, and they just seem to be, like, friends. That's unfortunate. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Officer Oh is obviously really into her, but he's a little bit embarrassed when she asks him about it. Um, and they just kind of talk about um, Heiwan instead, and she's off to the side, kind of watching them, hoping something will happen, like all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Minjung seems like she would be a cool stepmom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we all know she's got good looks, like, in yeah, terms of outfits, definitely. like, yeah. Good Buy looks. me cool stuff, please. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Gunsu um, has this little, like, bit of info. Did you have something to say? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I feel nervous about Gunsu's recorded conversation with yes. Sun Kwan. Yes. Again, still using people and still trying to find ways to take advantage. And it's like, dude, you didn't learn your lesson the first time when you got slapped. And you were, <laughs> you were fucking lucky that Yisu didn't tell everyone. Because if she did, Sun Kwan would have fucking killed you. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. consider... Considering, like, our first interaction with him pouring the soup on that guy's head, like, he would have gone fucking ballistic, and he wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. Why? I don't yeah, know. It's it's shitty. He loves Hyunyi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, absolutely. We're, we're still kind of, like, we don't know how romantic that love is, mm-hmm. but, he, like, he absolutely loves her. Yes. Uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't want to mess with Sun Kwan's people. Yeah. But this guy, he's he wants to take over. He wants to win Yiso's heart still. Can't get it through mm-hmm. his fat head. Just like <laughs> Goon Wan's fat head. Can't get it through that Sua doesn't like him. These boys. What is it with these brothers? Good grief. <laughs> it's like the worst thing when someone likes you like that and like you're telling them no and they just can't get it through their fucking heads. I don't understand. 
Yeah. It's not good. And that's, like, how murder happens, you know? Like, when a guy loses his shit. Yeah. And he, like, murders the girl. stalking. Yeah. Because they can't get it through their fucking heads. These people don't like them. Just get over and fucking find someone else. It's crazy. I mean, they're... The thing is, is, like... I know that Gunsu and Gunwon seem to emotionally care for these women and, Mm -hmm. like, seem to, I guess, respect them or whatever. But they're both rich AF. Yeah. And they're not bad-looking. Nope, they can find someone else. (laughs) uh, So I'm sure they could find... Well, one, like, President Zhang was gonna have an arranged Mm -hmm. marriage for Gun. Like, they can find attractive women, I think, and eventually meet someone, probably, that at least gives them a little bit of a spark of interest, but they're Mm -hmm. so focused on these women that don't like them. Mm -hmm. It's It's ridiculous. You can probably hear Lumen, I think, that is sneezing outside of the door. (laughs) He's choosing to, like, stand right outside of this room and sneeze like a human. Um, Miles would not get out of this room, and so I think he's under the bed. And I'm just hoping he's he being stays a good boy, quiet. though. Uh huh. All right. So, um, so Gunsu leads a meeting about buying a bunch of different properties in an area to revitalize, and I think this is happening. I think he's talking about in the U.S. I feel like because he just came from there. Um, and his idea is met with criticism. President Zhang is just like listening to what everyone is saying. And ultimately he gives it the green light. And President Zhang at this point, five years later, I think it's five years later, four years later, he does not, he does not look good at all. He looks awful. He is definitely going through something right now. He's coughing a lot. He's like kind of hunched over. Um, yeah, fucking wheezing all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Gunsu like doesn't even notice. He's just so focused on work and trying to stay like in his dad's good graces to eventually take over. Um, and President Zhang tells Gunsu about Danbom's growth and warns Gunsu that Serui will go after them eventually. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I think Gunsu is like, you're still thinking about him. And it's just, like, this awkward moment of, like, fucking course he is. You're still thinking about them, Gunsu. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Like, this family. <laughs> get over it. Them. Um, Ho-jin meets with Min-jung, and they talk about Janga's gentrification plan and how Gunsu will most likely be the successor of the company, as he is now pretty well-liked among everyone. Min-jung agrees that agrees and says that she no longer has any significant power to make changes in the company since she had to, um, like, relocate and stuff. Yeah, and I think they were talking about this because, um, like, Seori's plan was to take down President Zhang mm-hmm. and, like... Get her in there. The Zhang family, and so they're trying... They're At this point, they're kind of scrambling to figure out, like, how they can still make that happen. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, because they don't have a lot of options yeah. now that now that Sadie's company is like off the ground and doing super well, they have power in that way. But like within the company, yes, I think they're worried that like oh well, it 
might become more stable now that Gunsu is going to take over because he's actually like good at his job. And he doesn't Unlike have like, a bad history. Gunwon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Iso is working late at the office and she's like weirdly in Seiru's office um, <laughs> shopping on his computer mm-hmm. and he, she shows him a necklace from Tiffany's so probably super fucking expensive mm-hmm. but they got money now <laughs> yeah uh, and she asks him to buy it for her she's like hey, let's go buy let's go buy it tomorrow like we can whatever take a trip and he says that he can't because his schedule is full uh Yuso teases him more about her feelings for him and he tells her that he feels uncomfortable uh she tells him to fire her if she's making him feel so uncomfortable uh, but he says he can't because she's too valuable to the company. He's like, no, I need you. Uh, which again, like this place like kind of cute and funny, but if like a dude did this to a woman, it would not be good. Yeah. I was thinking like, this is basically like sexual harassment. Like you're making advances towards your boss to try to get him to like take you on dates and stuff and buy you shit. And like, that's not okay. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's, but she's playing it as okay because he needs her so much to succeed. Which is also really yeah. fucked up. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of fucked up things him. happening here. <laughs> yeah, and it's... And, like, I think... Well, eventually Gunsu will call out Seiri for basically taking advantage of Yiso, like, mm-hmm. stringing her along because he needs her talent to make his company thrive. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is kind of maybe also her rationalization, like... They both need each other in different ways, and so they're just kind of, like, making it work. But, yeah, I think also, like, Iso kind of has, like, a joking tone about it. Like, at at this point, I don't think she expects anything from him. Yeah. So. But I can totally um, see how it would be frustrating for him. Yeah. To just constantly be told, like, I love you, or buy me this, like, if you're my boyfriend or something. And just, like, how awkward that must be. Again, when you've told someone over and over that you don't like them. Totally. She's just wearing him down. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Hyanyi comes into the office, and she's like, am I interrupting something? And they're like, no, come in. Uh, Yusa leaves and whispers, I love you, on her way out. (laughs) And... Hyanyi seems used to their kind of awkward dynamic and she hands Seri like a stack of papers to sign because business or whatever yeah. <laughs> um, and she compliments his pen because it's like super fancy and he's like oh thanks you so bought it for me for my birthday and Hyanyi gives him a look and says well what did you buy you so for her birthday pointing out that he's kind of like an ingrate, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Just super clueless as ever. Uh And yeah, he just kind of has a dumb blank stare. Um, So then we have this like little mini scene. Hojin is, yeah, (laughs) Hojin is just living his life, walking down the street. And as he is like going through a crosswalk, he spots Goonwon, and 
Yes, nobody realized he was out of prison because uh, later we learned that he got out early for good behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he sees Gunwan across the street, he panics. Like he stops in the middle of the crosswalk and I think kind of like hyperventilates, mm-hmm. sort of like his his breathing becomes heavy and yeah, panicking. So he Hojin calls out to Gunwan. Um, and it's just so tragic because Gunwan does not remember him and fucking Hojin still has nightmares about Gunwan. Like Gunwan tortured him for years, it seems, and Gunwan doesn't even remember him. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Uh, like, I feel like in this day and age where everyone has technology and like people from high school end up finding you or you show up like in like people you may know or whatever like i don't think there's really a situation where someone wouldn't recognize you but like mm-hmm. imagine like a situation you had with someone in high school that was just like such a shithead and it's like such a traumatic experience for you and it's something like you'll never ever ever forget because it was so shitty and if it was mm-hmm. ever brought up to them they'd be like i don't remember that at all and they're just like laughing about it you know like yeah like it's just funny like oh we were such funny kids But it's like, no, I didn't find that funny. Like, you beat the shit out of me. Or you said really, really ugly things about me and made me feel really bad. But to people like him that are just, like, terrible bullies, like, they don't see it that way. It was never, like, kind of a personal thing for them, you know? Exactly. Like, I I think that hits the nail on the head. Like, for Gunwan, it wasn't personal at all. Like, Hojin... It was just a body. Yeah, he, he was just the person that was there. Yeah. Whereas for Hojin, like, that was his living nightmare for mm-hmm. years. It's crazy. <sighs> crazy yeah. to see that interaction. That that scene made me feel so ugly. <laughs> I know. Same. I, I got, like, uh, like shivers. Just like, mm-hmm. ugh, I hate mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah. Also, just because I, like, personally hate running into people from... Yeah. I'm surprised or whatever. I'm surprised he called his name because I honestly would not have. I would have frozen. I I would have hidden. (laughs) Yeah, I would have frozen and been like, oh, my God, do not see me. And then I fucking would have left immediately and like ran, basically. Yeah, very brave of him. I was kind of thinking like when uh, Hojin called out to him, I was like, is he going to try to like get him on their side? Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was wondering, like, uh, at this point, Gunman doesn't have a good relationship with his dad because his dad was like, I don't regret fucking throwing you in jail and blaming everything on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as we will later find out, no, he is still loyal. (laughs) Loyal little fuck. Uh Um, So we cut then to President Zhang and he's barely able to eat his dinner. Gunsu enters, and he continues to ask about work and everything, and totally disres- disregards his health issues. Secretary Kim tells him that President Zhang needs rest, but President Zhang agrees with Gunsu that, as the face of the company, he should be at the important meetings. And then he stands and collapses, and it gets crazy. Um mm-hmm. Kunsu and Secretary Kim start freaking out, and they take him to the hospital, and then they learn that he has pancreatic cancer. 
and it spread to other organs. And Gunsu just straight up asks, like, how much longer does he have? And the doctor doesn't seem to really want to say because he's like, well, I don't know, like, exactly. He's like, just tell me how long. He's like, why? Probably like six months. And that's all that we know at that point. Gunsu is like, okay, I have stuff to do for six months. (laughs) Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Before I take over. Um, Mm -hmm. And I need to secure that I'm taking over. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gunwan visits President Zhang in the hospital. And they have a little bit of an awkward conversation about how Gunwan was abandoned. But how it was for the company, yada yada, all the shit we've already heard. And then Gunsu Mm -hmm. comes in. And he's immediately back to business. He ignores Gunwan. And Gunwan gets after him, and he's like, he made you the director, and when I was the director, like, I made sure he was getting checkups every single year to ensure that he was going to be okay and everything was taken care of. And mm-hmm. Gunsu says that that's not really in his job description, which is fucked up, because it's like, but you're his fucking son, too. Um, Gunwan. Yeah, I kind of feel like... I don't know whose side to be on because, uh-huh. like, President Zhang never really act like a father to yeah. Gunsu. So, like, why should Gunsu be expected to act like a son uh-huh. to President Zhang? Because they're clearly just using each other. Like, yeah. President Zhang wants someone he's related his blood to be the successor, and his first son was a fuck up, so <laughs> he's out. And Gunsu just wants to take over the company for Yiso, so. It still feels like there's no, like, warmth yeah. there at all. It's all a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, their whole family sucks. Yeah. So. Um, Gunwan gets really pissed off. He grabs Gunsu. They're about to fight, but President Zhang breaks it up. And Gunwan looks really hurt after President Zhang tells him that he doesn't regret putting him in jail. And Gunwan tells his father that he knows why his life turned out like this and vows to protect his precious, his precious Janga. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? How? <laughs> yep, exactly. What are you gonna do? What crazy thing. I know, Gunwan seems like such a loose cannon that mm-hmm. I just feel like anything he does, it's hard because I'm like, well, maybe he reformed in prison because... At certain points, like, he seems okay, but then other points, it's like, oh, shit, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, Sua and Siri are about to meet up for an impromptu dinner date. I think she kind of just, like, runs into him, slash was stalking him outside of mm-hmm. his building or whatever. Uh, but as they are walking, Siri gets an urgent phone call from Hojin. Again, like, this is right after he saw... What's his face in the crosswalk? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunwan. So Siri bails on Suwa because he's like, I need to take care of my friend. And Suwa then ends up, <laughs> ends up going to a cafe with Yiso because I guess Yiso was stalking them also. Mm-hmm. <sighs> These relationships, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Suwa and Yiso are at the cafe and they start talking about like the Siri love triangle. Uh, they're kind of doing their classic back and forth, like who has the upper hand, blah, blah, blah. But then Yiso calls out Suwa for doing nothing for Seri and expecting him to do everything for her. Uh, Yiso says that Seri might like Suwa now, but she, Yiso, definitely loves him more. And I have to say, I think she's right. Mm-hmm. And 
I really appreciated Yisa breaking it down because I'm like, oh, that's true. That's true <laughs> that uh, Suwa was like, oh, I only marry rich guys or not marry. I only go out with rich guys. So you have to become rich for me. Whereas Yisa was like, I'll make you a rich guy. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, you should make me quit my job. Well, technically, Sadie said that first, but she like really clung on to that. Mm -hmm. And then Yisa was like, no, like I helped him make his job what he wanted it to be. And I, I appreciated that it was very spelled out like that because I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it might have been like a little too on the nose, but. I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, definitely. So, Sari meets with Hojin and they talk about Hojin running into Goonwan and how bothered, how it bothered him, how scared he still is of Goon, even though Goon doesn't remember him, kind of what we talked about. Uh, then they start to talk business and Hojin tells him that President Zhang has terminal cancer and Sari is shocked. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then we quickly cut to President Zhang having a moment in his office where he thinks back to his past when he was just a poor kid and dreamed of owning a 10-story building while his friend doubted him. He laughs and thinks of about <laughs> all the shitty things he's done to people to achieve uh, Zhang's success. Cool. And then he gets a call from Seri. And Siri tells him that he's heard the news about his condition and says that he basically doesn't want God to punish him yet, that he still needs to punish him. And, like, I think he says, you can't die yet. You still need to be punished by me. Mm -hmm. uh, President Zhang thinks it's amusing that Siri is the only person who wants him alive, <laughs> which I, I thought that was also an interesting realization mm -hmm. and so he responds that Sidi will be his final fate. Sidi tells him that they'll meet again soon and President Zhang tells him that he can't wait long. End of episode. Damn. So yeah I, I was like oh shit Sidi really is the only person that wants President Zhang alive. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Secretary Kim. For the sake of having his job still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like Goon who obviously doesn't give a fuck like as long mm -hmm. as he's made the successor Goonwon I Goon guess would maybe care but... yeah Goonwon maybe wants him to live in the sense of like hopefully maybe winning him over again and then uh -huh. becoming the successor and then he won't care mm -hmm. but I think if he does care right now it's mostly because he feels he's entitled to the role of successor right? and always has been um but all right, uh, episode 14, we'll just go right into it. Uh, Sirui and Yiso have another little office romance moment, and he drapes his jacket over her for a while while she's sleeping, or he thinks she's sleeping, and she teases him. And then the next morning, Hojin, Sirui, Yiso, and Minjung have a meeting about the future of Janga, and they decide to weaken President Jang by ousting a few board members that he's close to, like guys that are on his side. And they decide to try to replace one with Yiso. Then we see news of a scandal from one of Janga's board members, and President Zhang knows it's Seiryu's doing, and he tells Gumsu that they'll have to fight fair since it's important to focus on public image at the moment, and we just have to drop this guy and see where it goes. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So it's all just like kind of business stuff back and forth right now. Um, yeah. Seroyi and Yiso are working on board member stuff, uh, like getting things ready, wanting to meet people or whatever. When Sua calls and she wants to go get drinks, yada yada, and then they have another conversation about how she shouldn't like him and he accuses her of making him feel uneasy but denies having feelings for her. Yiso is very pleased, though, and confident now that he might be starting to think of her differently. Yes. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see his shift in feelings shortly. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Definitely. Uh, Yiso, Seri, and Minjung start working on board meeting. Um, wait, what? No. Yiso, Seri, and Minjung start working hard on meeting shareholders and important people so Issa can land a spot on the board. I think this part's kind of boring. Just like business, business, business. Yeah, blah, meeting blah. a bunch of people, showing how smart I am. Yeah. Um, so Issa is working super fucking hard because not only is she doing like her normal work duties, but she's taking this extra project on top of it. And she goes to meet Tony at what appears to be maybe a new location. Mm-hmm. And and like obviously like a little Tony nugget thrown mm-hmm. in to an episode. Uh so they're having their little meeting and then her nose starts to bleed and Tony is like, Girl, you need to rest. You're a fucking mess right now. <laughs> uh, um, side note, and, there's there's a yeah. commercial for Carvana, I think, and one of the guys mm-hmm. in it looks a lot like Tony. I don't think it's oh, him. Really? Yeah, but okay. like the same like hairstyle, the same type of smile. Eyes are a little bit wide, like far apart. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like him, but I don't think it's him. But again, I'm always like reading subtitles, so I'm not focusing on faces. <laughs> but it just looks okay. a lot like him. And he just like smiles in the camera real quick. It's it's a dumb commercial, as they all are. I wonder what he's done other than Itaewon class. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he says a fucking mess. <laughs> and Tony is like, rest, but she says she doesn't have time. Uh, he and Yi tell Seri that their dinner meeting was canceled, so Seri can take the opportunity to rest. And then we see Yiso running into Gunsu as she's going to meet shareholders. Um, I guess she doesn't end up meeting them because Goonsu's like, I already beat you to it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So they kind of catch up and he convinces her to join him for a drink. I think he says something like, I might get drunk and spill some company secrets. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay. Uh, oh, this scene. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so... Then we cut to seeing Siri drink with Sua, and Sua and Siri are kind of talking about their accomplishments, uh, how much they've done in the last four years. Sua is now a homeowner, which, good for her. Um, But Sua says that even though she's achieved everything she thought she wanted when she was young, she still feels empty inside. And their conversation gets awkward when Sua asks if Siri still likes her, and he doesn't really answer. Mm-hmm. He kind of says, like, like I've already told you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like non-answers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, we'll just say it then. And he's like, Ugh. And then 
fucking we see yuso and gunsu entering the same bar and everyone locks eyes with each other and i'm just like uh like hands flapping just i can't <laughs> i can't take it uh and then yuso runs out and gunsu follows behind her uh I feel like Gunsu is just like, God, fuck you guys in this moment, because he was so close to being able to just hang out with Sit Yuso. Sit with her, yeah. But now she's hurt. Like, one, I don't think he likes to see her hurt. And two, I'm sure he's bummed that he can't hang out with her now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sadie goes, or stands up to go after Yuso, but Sua stops him and tells him not to go and asks if he likes Yuso. Uh, he doesn't really answer again. He seems kind of just all over the place emotionally mm-hmm. at this moment. And she tells him that it's been 15 years and that he should still like her, which <laughs> I do not get that one. No, I, I do not either. I, I guess maybe she's saying, like, you've liked me for 15 years. Like, what's changed? Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like, well, you've led him on for 15 years. Maybe mm-hmm. he's fucking tired of it. And not even, like, led him on necessarily, but just straight up said, you shouldn't like me. Don't like me. Like, mm-hmm. what do you expect him to do? Especially, like, yeah. she's she's not showing any sort of interest in him at all, other than telling him that she only dates rich guys, like, which I think is a fucking slap in the face and really shitty to say to someone. Yeah. I don't know. And- I It's... I just, I still don't like her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still well, find her very annoying. Yeah, she's not, like, a great character. Oh, not that she's not a great character. She's just, like, not someone that I, I would want to hang out with. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate because in the first episode, I thought I was really going to like her. Like, yeah. she seemed really cool and she seemed, like, to have, like, this sort of attitude of, like, I get business done, but I'm also, like, compassionate and caring and stuff and just, like, really cool. But, no. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, yeah, so he's, she's like, just tell me that you like me. And he starts to kind of fumble with his words, and then she lets him go and is like, JK, LOL, I was just kidding. <laughs> go find you so and i'll call you later <laughs> which again is so awkward like sua like you said she just needs to have a backbone with something mm-hmm. if she actually does like seri then she needs she needs to tell him like now like that would be Shh. that would have been the moment to say you know what I know I've been shitty to you in the past, but, like, I like you, and please don't go after her. Yeah, because the thing is, she's never told him she likes him, I don't think. No, I don't think so. She's only ever said, I only date rich guys and don't like me. But she's she's never really said or done anything to show him that she's interested in him or show him that she, like, really cares, you know? And then when you think about yeah. other things of, like, taking that, the fucking flowers to him and stuff, that huge fuck you, and just never actually standing up for him or doing anything, which he never asked her to, and he's always told her, like, don't feel bad or whatever. But I feel like if you really care about someone, it gets to a point where you're just like, man, like, I can't fucking take this anymore. Exactly. And that that never happened. The most that happened was that resignation letter that she obviously never handed in. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, 
she's definitely kind of towing the line of like, well, I didn't technically do, I'm technically not the one who did anything bad to mm-hmm. save you. Like, I'm just living my life, mm-hmm. but I'm just doing she's my like job. an accessory to all of this bad stuff. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a, I don't really want to date you right now, or I don't really think I like you, but I also don't want anyone else to date you or like you. Exactly. Which is completely unfair and ridiculous. Like, yeah. get over yourself. People need to be I happy. I feel like Seri is just kind of like a security blanket to her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but it's weird because, well, I guess, I don't know, maybe she's just like really focused on her career. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem interested in meeting other people either. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I guess the closest thing they had was right before he left to go deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, trying her. to invite him into her place. Yeah. But. And another interesting thing is yeah. her kind of, like, hanging on to this thread of him saying, like, I'm going to become so successful. I'm going to make you quit or I'm going to make you lose your job. And she's, mm-hmm. like, holding on to this as, like, her fucking lifeline to get out of Janga. But it's, like, she could easily quit. And at this point, Seiroi has such a huge thing with his company. He could easily hire her. It wouldn't yeah. be an issue of, like, her being blacklisted or anything from Janga and not being able to get work anywhere. Like, if she wanted to be with him and she wanted a relationship like this to work she could fucking quit herself and that would be a huge blow to Janga and to President Jong because he he kind of relies on her so much. Mm-hmm. But she's not Definitely. doing any of that. It's it's just a really interesting way of thinking on her part. Yeah. I agree. There's like a lot going on in that brain mm-hmm. that I don't really get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, so... By the time Seroi makes it outside, Hiso's already gone. Gumsu yells at him for taking advantage of her feelings, and he wonders out loud if I see disappears, would Seroi let go of Hiso? And he doesn't answer, and Gumsu looks upset and tells him he'll see him at the shareholder me- shareholders meeting. Sua ends up meeting with Gunwan, and they have an awkward dinner. He's happy that he finally got his wish of going out with her. And she asks if he plans on coming back to Janga. And he says no and hints that he has other plans, but does not kind of divulge into those plans. Mm-hmm. They keep talking about who likes who, yada, yada, yada. And he accepts that she will always think that he's a jerk, naturally. I also think it's really funny how these, like, almost 30-year-olds are like, do you like me? Do you like her? <laughs> like, yeah, just, well, at just this a, point, just in their mid to late 30s, I think. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. It just seems so funny to say, forward. like, I like you, or do you like me? Like, it's such a middle high school thing. It's so funny. Where yeah. it should it should be more like, do you want to be in a relationship with me? Or are you interested in taking things further? You know, just like <laughs> the matter of language. But I don't know if that's also a subtitle thing, where it's just easier to say, do you like me? Yeah, I think it is. Well, one, because I was kind of paying attention to that. And I mm-hmm. mean, like, the verb that they are using is, so like, chui, the chui, verb to like. like chui, uh, chui? 
What? Something like that, right? That's the word? Oh, yeah. Chawayo. Yeah. Chawayo, like yeah. Like it's, one, it's one of the uh, one words that I remember. Chawayo. From the, from the major uh-huh. languages. And Hanguk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Miguk? No. <laughs> That's America. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just remember, like, little things. I got fucking lazy, of course, because I suck at learning languages. So I just remember, oh, like, hard. little little phrases. Or not even yeah, phrases, I, just, like, single words. I need to get back on that. PSA, we're taking another commercial break. Uh, <laughs> everyone support your local library because our library in San Antonio has free online language um, learning services. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure other libraries around the U.S. and probably world yeah also offer that because i was like what i can get this for free because obviously like there's duolingo and yeah rosetta stone and all that shit that can get kind of expensive um but yeah i mean it's not like the most comprehensive i don't think as far as korean goes but it's helpful but it does teach you stuff yeah like i was learning it definitely does actual like sentences and phrases that i could potentially use if i was ever to visit korea the problem for me though is just like i start to get distracted and i start to do other things and then i just don't touch it again and i forget and i'm like fuck like i should really like actually take a class like i know spanish pretty well and i did a lot of it on duolingo but then again like Mm -hmm. i fucking slacked i'm like i should really just take a fucking spanish class Because I did in high school, but I don't remember shit. And I need to, like, be held accountable. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Korean Center, which is literally, like, two minutes away from my house. Mm -hmm. Because I live in Little Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They offer um, language classes on the weekends. Like, my mom took a class. And I think it's for, like, a couple hours on Saturday mornings. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I don't think they're that expensive either. Uh-huh. So. Wow. When things open up, I would totally do yeah. that. That yeah. sounds fun. A way to, like, help keep me accountable. Yeah. Because it's and hard like, to just I guess do it. people and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't really want to meet people, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, we are back from our commercial break. That was a little (laughs) bit of inside information again of Caitlin and I. Um, So here we go. Yiso goes home and finds that her mom has been waiting for, I don't know how her mom had a key, but whatever. Whole other story, I guess. Um, (laughs) We realize that she hasn't been home for five days and her mom hoped that maybe things were going well with her and Seiroyi. And Yiso explains that she was out of town for business and sleeping at the office and her mom wonders if anything will ever happen between them. And she tucks tired little Yiso in as she thinks she's asleep on the couch. But actually, Yiso is cr- quietly crying to herself. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Poor little Yiso. Poor little Yiso. The next well, day. Rich little Yiso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rich, rich, poor in love little Yiso. Yes. Uh, the next day, Seroyi finds Hyunyi and Sun Kwan are tending to a sick Yiso. Hyunyi tells Seroyi that Yiso has a cold and a fever, but she assures Seroyi that she can make it to the big meeting. She needs to do this. She's got to do this. 
And then they start heading out, and she fucking faints, and it's sad. And everyone, like, turns around really, like, shocked, and he kind of picks her up. Mm -hmm. And now we got this whole thing happening. Yeah, it's, like, very dramatic. Uh Uh-huh. I've never felt that that overworked, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Um, Yeah, I've noticed that in a lot of K-dramas, like, people are fucking exhausted from working so much mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if that's just like a k-drama trope or if people in korea actually work that hard because mm. i don't think i've ever worked like for a, a job mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever worked so hard to the point where i literally fainted no uh, definitely not <laughs> and like i've like... been i've been dead ass tired from doing other things but like fun things, things that I actually, like, want to do, you know, and I'm putting a lot of work and energy and time into those things, and I'll be, like, so fucking exhausted. But even those, I'm not, like, about to pass out or anything. Yeah, because remember in Search WWW Mm -hmm. where Scarlet is, like... Oh, yeah. Doesn't she get a bloody nose also? Yep. Yeah. Um, In Korea, do they have the same type of, like, work schedule that we have in terms of, like, a Monday through Friday thing? I don't think so. I think okay. uh I think there might be like an a work hour limit or mm-hmm. whatever like what is considered to be normal working hours, but I think it's more than 40 hours a week. Mm. I think it's like 50 or 60 or something like that. Gotcha. Like they seem to work a lot. Mm. And I could be totally wrong, but my mom was kind of saying that uh it this like work hard mentality really took off because after the war like korea was not in good shape mm-hmm. but basically korea grew to be one of the world's like i don't know if superpower but you know a very formidable yeah economy pretty quickly uh and everyone is like it's because we work really hard but now there are some like side effects of this mm-hmm. work hard mentality in yeah. their society, like, people fucking passing out and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the, in the like, if I really enjoy what I'm doing, if it's, like, a job that, like, I'm excited about, meaning, like, the mm-hmm. podcast or music, then I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm willing to work really hard and super long hours and, like, tire myself out. But if it's just, like, regular work, if I'm being honest... No, thank you. I'm clocking out as early as possible, and I'm not thinking about it until the next day. Like, not going to look at emails or deal with anything, because y'all yeah. don't pay me enough for that bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, maybe they I'm get paid really well. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. I just know that in America, we are told to fucking work to death, but hardly get any pay or benefits. Yeah. Was that another yeah. commercial break? I guess. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, working hard. Yeah. I feel like I work... You've been working hard. really hard. What? Lately. You've been working really hard lately. Thank Andrew's you. been yeah, working I, really hard lately. I tend to work hard when, when I... Yeah, when I like something... And I do like my current job, mm-hmm. so I try to work hard <laughs> mm-hmm. at it, but it can also be, like, 
draining. Like it's and, been my dream job. Yeah, and with your job, it's, it's like a, a bunch I of like. Yeah, it's a bunch of like files to get through. So like, if you have a stack of files, you don't want to leave work and have all these files. You gotta like get through them. Process. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what happens like to I Andrew all the time. Projects for work, like when I have to organize things or like mm-hmm. present things, I. I don't mind working late, and I'll, like, do that that's shit. more fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. I like doing fun work. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, back to our crew. Uh, Sadie ba- barely makes it to the meeting on time, because they're like, it's okay, Yuso can miss the meeting, but Sadie is, like, a major shareholder, so he needs to be here. Um... Gunsu is a snarky little boy towards Minjung. I don't know why, like, mm-hmm. she didn't do anything to him, <laughs> but whatever. He feels um, obligated. I guess. He's like, you always are picked the wrong side. I'm like, okay, Gun, like, you just got here. How about uh-huh. you? Sit up? down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he's like, mm, where's Iso? So... Iso wakes up at the hospital and asks about the meeting, and then we're kind of, like, cutting back and forth between the meeting and her at the hospital, and we learn that she has been rejected as a board member. And apparently, Gunsu, like I said, is actually good at his job, mm-hmm. unlike his older brother, and was able to sway investors from the U.S. who normally, I guess, stay out of this type of business. They're just, they just remain neutral. Mm-hmm. Um so he swayed investors to join, I guess, his side. Uh, so, Sadie leaves the meeting as soon as it's done, despite Min Jung's request that they stay calm, or they stay and try to calm investors who are on their side. And I think, like, Gunsu and President Jung also kind of try to go over there and gloat. Mm-hmm. And Sadie uh, is like, I don't have time for this. Peace out. Like, I have somewhere to be. Uh-huh. Which I think also kind of raises eyebrows, like, where is he going? Where is he so. going? What's he doing? Whatever happened to Yiso? Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as Seiri comes into Yiso's room, she is, like, almost giddy at, like, the prospect of working again. Uh, she starts asking questions about how the meeting went, and, like, okay, well, even though I didn't get this position, like, I have a plan B, blah, 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 blah. And... He's trying to, like, calm her down and ask about her health. And she gets to... She, like, starts to get out of bed as if she's going to leave the hospital to get back <laughs> to work. And Siri orders her to stop and lay back down, and he'll fire her if she gets up again. So he tells Hyunyi and Sunquan to watch over her and let him know if she gets up. And I guess Siri, in his style, just, like makes these bold declarations and then just walks out <laughs> of rooms. <laughs> it's almost like a sim. Like, when you send your sim to go do something, and then you're like, oh, no, 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 wait, I want him to go over here. And you X out of it, and they just stop, and then leave the room. <laughs> They're in the middle of a conversation telling a joke, and then they just like, oh, I'm gonna go pee. Leaves the room. <laughs> um, yeah. Where am I? Okay, yeah. So... Seri, like, storms out, blah, blah, blah. Sun Kwan follows him, and they start to talk about Seri's feelings for Yiso. Sun Kwan tells him to just follow his heart and wonders if he's confused now. 
because I, you know, everyone's kind of aware of this love triangle about mm-hmm. Iso, Seri, and Sua. So Seri starts to argue about his feelings, and then he's mentioning the age gap, and then he remembers Iso crying and telling him not to make excuses for his feelings. Like, either you like me or you don't. Um, Sun Quan tells Seri that him being wary of the age gap and people's gossip about them or hurting Sua's feelings isn't really like him. I guess as if to say, like, you're usually a kind of I do what I want type mm-hmm. of dude. You go after what you want and you kind of you don't make take excuses. no prisoners attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's interesting. I feel like a little bit more comfortable with their age difference at this point because it kind of seems like she's in her mid 20s. Mm-hmm. And he's in his mid-30s, which is, again, still kind of big, but it's less creepy than, like, a 20-year-old and a 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. The older you get, like, the I feel like the more <laughs> uh, years uh-huh. in between you, you can have. What's the... I, I've heard this, like, calculation of, like, the minimum age you should be with. Have you heard of it? It's, like, oh, half not, your age no. plus seven. Uh-uh, I haven't heard that. I don't know where I heard that. I feel like I heard that in college or something. So if Siri's, <laughs> like, 34, <laughs> then the, I guess the minimum age that he should be with is 24. Hmm. Which is you so, so there you go. Mm-hmm. I guess it checks out. Uh, anyway, so Siri's like, I can't deal with this right now, and he just leaves. Mm-hmm. Then we see Sun Quan walking past a very suspicious looking van mm-hmm. and I'm like uh oh and I was like good. does he recognize them <laughs> are they some of his old friends <laughs> he, I feel like Sun Quan is just so oblivious all the time he I truly mean, like, is I he's so sweet the van but yeah he's he's a funny one mm-hmm. um so on his little walk, he sees an ad for the necklace that Yisu showed him earlier that has, like, a little smiley face out of fucking diamonds. And he goes back to the hospital to give it to her. That little cute Tiffany's bag is all bent. He's like, why weren't you just holding it? Why did you have to shove it in your pocket? I feel like that was the most realistic thing that was on the show. Just I hiding it? Like, well, I feel like that's a total, like, dude thing uh-huh. to do, like... As a woman, getting, like, a super fancy bag like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to, like, uh, whatever, generalize, like, gender stereotypes, but, like, me, as a woman, I would be, like, very protective over this nice bag. I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so pretty, mm-hmm. right? But and I him, like, he's like, I'm just gonna put it in my pocket. <laughs> I feel like that's something Alex would do 100%. <laughs> like, <laughs> have the bag be all, like, kind of crumpled. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So yeah, he has it in his pocket. He um, hides behind the corner because he overhears Yiso and Hyunyi talking. And Yiso is stressed out and worried about missing out on work. And Hyunyi's trying to calm her down, saying everyone's concerned for her and wants her to be okay. And she tells Yiso to trust everyone else to do a good job like while she's resting. And Yiso Mm -hmm. explains that she basically works really hard so that she can justify confessing her feelings to Seroyi. 
and she knows she can show her affection because she is someone that he needs. He can't just, like, fire her. He needs her for the company. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, like, listening to all this, and he seems kind of conflicted. And then we cut to Gunsu telling Sua that President Jong is dying, and she immediately goes to visit him. And you noted, like, she didn't realize this before. (laughs) And I thought the exact same thing. And I'm wondering, like, did her role change at some point to where she doesn't really see him anymore? Because before, like, four years ago, she was in his office almost all the time answering to him. And so I'm like, did did he send you off somewhere else to do something? Or are you really just fucking oblivious? Because dude does not look well clearly <laughs> it's it's interesting yeah mm-hmm. i'm wondering the same thing because it i mean she kind of tells gunsu like hey just so you know company morale mm-hmm. is not great right now so it kind of leads us to believe that maybe she's more in with the worker bees rather mm-hmm. than like managing all of them probably and maybe yeah, like gunsu has taken on more of her role as he starts to get ready to fully take over, I guess. Because she seemed yeah, to have a pretty guess, big role. Yeah, I guess if you think about it, though, maybe she, like, took on that big role because Goonwan was so fucking, like, what's the word? He sucked. <laughs> yeah, and so she had to pull a lot of weight. Yeah. so That makes sense, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so she goes to visit him, and he tells Sua about their past, and we learn that besides Secretary Kim, Sua is the, is the person that has been by his side the longest, and he tells her that he knows she secretly resents him over his actions and Mr. Park's death, but that she also fears him. She starts to cry, and he asks why she's crying when she should be happy that someone she hates is dying. He's very blunt about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know why she's crying, and he tells her... That he's been hard on her, but he's like, he's like that because he, quote, tames people. He pressures everyone around him to be exactly what he wants them to be, and then he hates them for it. Then he questions if that is how she wants to live her life. And she questions why he's opening up, and he says that he's becoming strange as he gets closer to death. Ugh. Yeah, I thought this was, like, a very interesting conversation between them. Mm-hmm. Because it almost seemed like he was inspiring her to leave and, like, become her own person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or something. Cause yeah, basically... saying, saying that he ends up hating the people he's created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, hey, I made you this way. Do you really want to be this type of person that I've mm-hmm. made you? Like, you fucking hate you me. You hate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to live your life like this? I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, then we cut to motherfucking Goonwan <laughs> meeting mm. the mob boss guy. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, they're both out of prison. They shouldn't be, as we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm like, how are, how are they letting these people out? I get, like, Goonwan one was like a first time offender and had what is whatever was a good prisoner uh-huh. but I'm like this mob boss guy seems to keep getting into trouble I know I bet he's I guess- kind 
I bet he's like the person that like pays people off to not like testify or gets them killed somehow. And he's got all these dudes working for him doing the bad yeah. shit. Everyone in the fucking prison like bows to him. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. You'd think someone uh, like him would never go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, Guma meets the mob boss guy, saying that he wants to start their plan, mm-hmm. and the guy is like, when? And I think Guma is like, ASAP, let's do this <laughs> thing. And I said, ugh, bad news. Uh-huh. I'm, it just, very nerve-wracking. Yes. Uh, back at the Don Bomb office, Tony delivers a stack of files to Seri that were in Yiso's office. Um, and I think, like, he just needs signatures or whatever. Seri is shocked by how many there are, but Tony says there are even more locked in Yiso's safe, but he doesn't know the combination. And I'm like, do you not realize how much work this fucking girl is doing for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, Seri goes to open Yiso's safe and sees Sun Quan working in her office. Sun Quan laughs when Seri tells him that Yiso's passcode is his birthday, and Sun Quan notes how devoted she is. <laughs> um, fucking Seri, man. Okay. Sun Quan reads a proposal for a promotional event at the pub, uh, which is essentially asking people to think of certain people in their lives and bring them to Tan Bam, like uh, acquaintances, people you hate, people you love, etc. Mm-hmm. And as Sun Quan is reading the prompts for these different people, he thinks about the different memories he's had with Yiso and how they apply mm-hmm. to the prompts. He and being then... Seroyi, not Sun Quan. Yes, not Sun Quan. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, as Seroyi opens the safe, he sees the laminated sketch. I thought it's funny that it was now laminated. <laughs> uh, that Yiso drew of him after they had first met, and then he races back to the hospital. <clears throat> Gunsu also arrives at the hospital to visit Yiso, and he looks like very flustered because mm-hmm. um, that's that's his lady, or that's who he wants. He wishes. Uh-huh. Um, so he gets to the front desk area, but the like nurse or receptionist woman tells him that Yiso has refused uh, guests except for relatives and authorized visitors and says that he will need to call her if he wants to go to her room. So Seiryu kind of gets there at the same time and he's like, hey, Gunsu. So then we cut back to Yiso finding the necklace that Seiryu left for her in her drawer with a note that says, get better. And she looks so happy, but then... A shady nurse comes in, and he's like, hey, I'm here to give you another IV. And she's like, okay, no problem. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gunsu and Seiru, yeah. you're a fucking wasting outside, outside talking. <sighs> mm-hmm. First, they're talking about business. Who cares? Then the conversation yeah. turns to Yiso. And Seiryu asks if he still loves Yiso, and Gunsu confirms, saying that he's thought of her every day for the past four years, and she's the reason he left Danbam, so he can take over Janga. And Seiryu agrees that she is someone you can bet your life on, and he says that even if he has feelings for her, for her 
She's a woman his friend loves, so he should probably back down. And he calls it a betrayal, and Goonsoon's like, what's happening? And then Sidney yeah. stands up is like, I'm gonna I'm going to betray you. I'm gonna do the betrayal. <laughs> and Goonsoon's <laughs> like, what the fuck? What? Like, when did you start liking her? And yeah. Seiroyu tells him that he can cuss at him, he can hit him, he can do whatever he wants, but he likes Siso and he won't apologize. Then he leaves him, he goes to her room, and he sees that it's a mess. And then he gets a text with an address and a picture of a directive to not call the police or to bring anyone else. He starts to run away with her phone, or with his phone that has the image and everything. And Gunsu mm-hmm. comes in trying to fight about his feelings. Then he realizes something's wrong because he sees the room. And mm-hmm. he follows Seiroyi to this location. Both dudes come upon a group of gangsters, and Seiroyi looks really scared and freaked out, and fucking Gunsu comes up behind him, even though they said, no people, don't bring anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mob boss and Gunwan are there. The mob boss is in a car, I think, watching. And mm-hmm. Gunwan comes out, laughing again like the fucking Joker. And he wonders why he's so concerned for her when he's about to die. Gunsu starts to freak out again, wondering what the hell's happening, and he runs toward Gunwan, but then a van turns on and starts to drive straight towards a frozen Gunsu. <sighs> Why don't people move? <sighs> I guess, what? like, frozen and Shock, I, I guess? Know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Seri is like, I'm gonna fucking save the day, because that's who I am. He runs and pushes okay. him out of the way, but then he's frozen in front of the van, it's not like a, a run and push sort of thing. It's sort of a yeah. run, push, stop. Um, and so the van hits him and he rolls down the hill just like his dad. And it's another ugly shot of rolling, 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 rolling nonstop. And yeah, I feel Gun- like you can kind of hear him going like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like you're like hearing his body hit, hit the ground when he's like rolling uh-huh. through it. Uh, so- Gunwan looks shocked. Gunsu starts to scream and cry out Seroyi's name, and then Seroyi is laying there very bloody, and he's thinking about Yiso and how he rejected her the first time and thinks, I miss you like crazy, and his eyes close. Hi. And that's the end. And I'm What's thinking... What's happen? I'm thinking he cannot die. I don't... I, no. No, it's not gonna happen. He won't die. No way. I don't know what's going to happen, but he's not going to die. <laughs> no way. And I was thinking, um, like, if that mob boss was, if that's the mob boss, did he not recognize Seroyi, who hasn't changed a bit because his hairstyle has not changed? Because yeah, they seemed friendly. Maybe he didn't know, mm-hmm. like, who this hit was on. I don't know. I, f- I feel like I don't know. I feel like I feel like they would ask, but then also I feel like they wouldn't care about a name. They'd just be like, "Whatever, give me the money." Yeah. But as they were like talking, I was hoping that he would notice him standing there and be like, "Oh, that's a cool dude. I know him. That's my buddy." But that didn't happen, and I'm wondering if he's gonna realize that after the fact, and then shit's gonna go down with Gunwan. Yeah. I really wonder what Gunsu is going to do. Mm-hmm. I hope it's nothing bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I want I want Gunsu's redemption. I don't want him to go, like go farther down this pit of well maybe terrible. maybe witnessing this will turn him back yeah. to good. It'll it'll scare him straight, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that with a straight face. <laughs> I was Gunsu the exact scared same straight. Thing, <laughs> uh. I also liked Goodman's line of how the two people I hate most oh, yeah. are here. Mm-hmm. I'm like... <sighs> I wonder also, if Iso is just in one of those cars right now. Yeah. Knocked out. Yeah. I was, like, very annoyed because when Goonwon, I think, is leaving his dad's hospital room and he's like, I know why my life turned out this way. Like, clearly... Or not clearly, but I think we can guess that he's talking about Seri. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it's like, no, dude, your life turned out this way because you fucking suck. Like, you sucked at mm-hmm. your job. <laughs> you, you made were... poor decisions in high school. Yeah, you were a terrible person. You did a hit mm-hmm. and run. Mm-hmm. Like, you but are to... the only person to blame. And your yeah. dad. Like, you and your dad are the, are the people to blame for... Mm-hmm. But to him, it's always like, it's because so-and-so got me in trouble. Yeah. It's because I got caught by so-and-so. It's their fault for catching me. It's not my fault for making those decisions. It's that Mm -hmm. shitty mentality of, like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. And Mm -hmm. I would have gotten away with any bad thing I was doing if it wasn't for these fucking meddling Don Bomb heads. (laughs) <laughs> Here they come, coming after me all the time. Uh-huh. That's that's all he thinks, which is really fucked up. Like, all this time, he's already so much older, and he still can't, like, I don't know, just zero compassion, you know? Mm-hmm. Sad. You'd think after his dad throwing him under the bus, he would feel differently and, like, have time in prison to reflect on his life and choices he's made. Yeah, but no, it's just, I think, given him, like, uh, I guess, like, Seri, it's just, like, time to think mm-hmm. of revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> revenge plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, Seri needs to just fucking drop it, too, at this point, when, once he mm-hmm. gets out of this mess. And just think, like, I may not have destroyed that that man, but he is going to die. And it's not going to be a like nice death either you know he's gonna be in pain he has fucking cancer and i don't know yeah there's just a time when you like sua said where you need to just like fucking give it up for once she's right about something Mm -hmm. (laughs) be happy and and be successful in what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing Mm -hmm. because honestly i think that's like the best way to like have revenge against someone is to fucking live your best life I agree. and not and not like give a shit about them or what they're doing you know and stop trying to fight with them but instead just like be the very best you can be and make as much money as you can and be as successful as you want and fucking good looking as you want while they like look like shit and start to have shitty family members and fights and things and just let them be miserable exactly i don't know yeah, like, they say the 
opposite of love isn't hate it's apathy mm-hmm. so like if you just like don't even fucking care about them anymore mm-hmm. uh yeah I don't know if that applies to the people who killed your dad, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's where it's really tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we have any predictions? We have a special note that Jill <laughs> discovered. Yes, but... on, on the Googles. On the Googles, um... yeah. Do we want to talk about that first, or do you have any predictions? Um, I feel like only... everything is up in the air. Yeah, so... only prediction I have is there's no fucking way he's dead. No fucking way he's yeah. gonna die. And I think yes. I think the mob guy's gonna realize, hey, that's my buddy Sedoe. What the fuck am I doing here? Why'd you make me do that? <laughs> and yeah, I think or, shit will go down there. Or I feel like Sun Quan's gonna get involved somehow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. But um on the Googles, I came across this image of um it had Sato Yi, and then below it, it had Manuel from Hotel Del Luno, another one of our favorites. And mm-hmm. it was it was a Google image um, going back to a Facebook post someone made, and it was talking about how Manuel's symbol is on the Don Bomb boxes. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And you you can see them in in the screen um, in the, in the still shot, and it's Sato Yi like at the location at the pub and then behind him up top there are some boxes and they look like cute little nice boxes but they have like the manual stamp on them the little like circle with the line through it uh-huh very interesting and Crossover. i don't know why yeah i don't know why same that's universe. there but <laughs> yep same universe she sells them their goods <laughs> or uh what's his face Chang Kun Wan? Yeah. Is that his name? Um, no, Kun Wan is the guy in this one. Gu Cheng Song. Gu Cheng Song. Gu Cheng Song. Yeah. I always have to I have to say it in my head like she does when she's like, Gu Cheng Song, when she like yells at him. She yeah. always yelled at him. That's how I always remember his name. I feel that Gu Cheng Song and Chang Kun Wan are almost the same name. It's just like a few letters rearranged it's it's a way of definitely getting like tongue-tied saying yeah. those names <laughs> same real fast three times um uh, but yeah i guess same universe huh crazy yeah i mean we we know she's a big businesswoman so mm-hmm. i guess yeah go chan song was selling stuff for from the hotel to don bum i don't know yeah I mean, you had Maybe. fucking Sua going for buckets of ice, <laughs> so it seems like businesses all work together. <laughs> so I don't know. So weird. <laughs> for ice, and then when they ran out of beer, apparently, I'm like, what business is giving away their beer to another business? <laughs> yeah, so odd. it's weird that she didn't just give him cash. Like, oh, yeah. I'll pay you back in beer. When our shit comes in. Confusing. Weird. What? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the symbol. Look it up. It's there. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to go for fashion? Fashion, yes. You want to go first? I feel like I always go first. Yeah, let me pull up my notes real quick. Uh, I'm getting hot because our AC is oh, yeah. off. So 
I can record in <laughs> silence. silence. Um, we're almost done. Yeah. Okay. So for my fashion, I have Sadoyi's denim jacket that has a yellow collar. I thought mm. that was kind of mm. cool. And then Yiso had a half black, half white leather jacket. These Koreans yeah. in their half jackets, I fucking love them. I want yeah. all the half jackets. They're so cool. <laughs> I <sighs> I also was like, this needs to get on fashion, Shingu. Uh-huh. It's very cute. ASAP or fucking Yes Style. I don't know. Someone needs to get me a half white, half black yeah, leather I, jacket. I would love someone to make a lookbook of all of Yiso's looks and where you can find them. Because they're all so mm-hmm. cute. Um, she also had a black long sleeve top that had like gold in it, and she was mm-hmm. wearing like some puffy leather looking pants and some heels. And I thought oh, that was yeah. a cute business look for the 2020 when she's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And then her all brown outfit when she fainted. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Those are my three um, or four. I. I... Also, Yiso had, like, this sweater dress on that kind of had, like, a puffy sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was cool. I like a voluminous sleeve. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Sua had this houndstooth shirt, but it was, like, a very bold houndstooth print. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a small one. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Sua tends to be kind of, like, more conservative. Yeah. In her definitely. Notes, but... I liked that shirt. And then I just said Sun Quan's office look was funny. <laughs> it was just all brown. <laughs> it was. He's trying. He's trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll get it eventually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just have to say every week that, like, Min Jung looks great. So. Yes. I noticed Even if her we see makeup... her for just a second. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Her eye makeup looks great, too. I'm like... Can I do my makeup that way? It's just, like, a very <laughs> soft, like, mm-hmm. light brown smoky eye. Cool. Yeah, she's very well put together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we move right along to I love you moment? Sure. Okay. I know this is a bad take. <laughs> I'm calling myself out on this. But I like Gunsu and Yisa together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh. I I just feel like I don't know if it's just because I like the way they look together. Mm-hmm. But like when they were walking into the bar and like when Gunsu and Yisa met for the first time, like outside of her cab, uh-huh. I was like they just I don't know. I just like their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and Gunwan's a little bit, or Gunsu's a little bit more confident now. He has his hair pushed back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, wa- I guess for me, she's just never really been nice to him. Yeah, not like really, really nice. So I'm kind of just like, eh. I've never seen them as a couple to be together, just off of like her shittiness towards him. Yeah, totally. And I, I said in my note, I only want them to be together if they are the best versions of themselves. <laughs> So I want, like, a nice, evolved Iso and a not-shitty Gunsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm thinking it's just purely based on looks. Uh-huh. Because they seem to be, like, you know, more about the same age. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. 
there's just something about it where I'm like, I like these two together. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. I and don't know. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and then just like, um, fucking Hyunyi and what's her face? Yiso. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hyunyi and Yiso's like moments together. I just, I love them together. And so, like, when Hyunyi and Yiso are just like casually talking about Seri, I'm like, oh, these two girls. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't know that I here. have, I don't know that I have a big I love you moment again. I yeah. don't, I'm not even like thinking about it. Um, the show doesn't really have a ton. Yeah. Not like obvious ones anyway. Yeah. Um, Fuck you moment. Um, oof. What's a good fuck you moment? Um, mine is when Yiso tells Sua that she's not good enough for Siri <laughs> because she doesn't love him enough. Uh-huh. That's a good one. I just, like I said earlier, I really enjoyed her just being like, you are just fucking taking him for granted and... Mm-hmm. I actually love him, and I actually have done things for him because I care about him. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, who has just demanded things from him and done nothing for him, but, like, cause him grief. Mm-hmm. So. You could also say the same about, um, Gumsu yelling at Seroyi about him taking advantage. Yes. Another fuck you. Um obvious one the car fucking getting run over god about to run over your brother that's a fuck you moment that's shitty yeah i was wondering half like, were brother they or not like running over seri or were they just like kill the extra <laughs> yeah there yeah interesting who who was the real target here did he not care at that point he was just like fucking kill them both yeah. Huh. Hmm. I really want to know what Gunsu's gonna do. I know. I hope he does something good. <sighs> he seemed very upset, so. Yeah. Because I feel like deep down Gunsu isn't a shitty person. Mm-hmm. All the way. He just thinks but... he has to be. <laughs> yeah. But he also kind of keeps proving me wrong, where I'm like, mm-hmm. Sue's not that bad, and then he does terrible things, and I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he is. <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, it's getting late, but I'm just going to quickly jump into other drama corner. Okay. Uh, I fucking hardcore binged A Korean Odyssey, aka, I think it's Yugi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I've only read it. Um, and it, I described it as good-ish. Like, I think what the show has going for it is the characters are all really interesting and they have great chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. But the, like, writing isn't great. Like, the general story is interesting um and kind of compelling but like the dialogue and then like the story from episode to episode is just kind of like tiresome sometimes it's just i think it an issue of having too many episodes like there are 20 yeah this is the show where the girl was like i bailed after episode 18 
<laughs> which was crazy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I, okay, so yeah, there's 20 episodes. I finished the show in two and a half days. Damn. That is how hardcore I, this was the drama where I literally stayed up until like 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. watching, watching it. Again, Alex and I were like quarantined from each other at this point, so I was just like laying around. Yes, I'll watch TV. Watching TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. Uh, but I found this video on YouTube, and it it was like these major fails from the show. And apparently, there is this one episode, and I kind of noticed this. Um, oh, the graphics are horrendous. <laughs> like it's crazy. I thought this drama was way older than it actually is. It came mm-hmm. out, like, late 2017, early 2018. Mm-hmm. Fucking Hotel de Luna came out in 2019, and Hotel de Luna is, like, a, lot a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. And this looks so Guess bad. it's all about the budget, uh, huh? <laughs> hmm? All about the budget? I guess. I don't know, but, like, it has some name, like, it has very popular actors in there. Mm-hmm. I guess they spent all their money on talent. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, apparently, there was this. They aired an episode where uh, you can like they're they have practical effects, mm-hmm. but they didn't edit out like the strings that are pulling things oh, to like make uh-huh. them move. And then, which I kind of noticed in other parts, but then apparently they aired an episode on TV where there was supposed to be a green screen, but they didn't, like, edit the green screen out. Like, <laughs> they didn't put the image. So, so it was just, just green? Like, pic- yeah, there's a picture frame, and it's just green. Like, this <sighs> isn't in the Netflix show. Like, apparently, after it aired, like, they had this pop-up that was like, we're really sorry, like, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, I guess, subsequent airings of that episode... And, like, whatever, the streaming sites have the updated one. Yeah. But I saw a clip of it on YouTube, and I was like, what the fuck? Well, um, that's still probably that's not as bad as the Cats movie having Judy Dench's real human hand with her <laughs> rings and all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's God. Crazy. Like, I just wonder, like, I wonder who got fired for that. I know, seriously. Because, like I said, it was, like, a major show, I think. Uh I I don't know. Uh, It still seems, like, pretty popular in certain Uh circles. Like, I I think I said this last week, but it definitely seems like one of those dramas that I've heard people talk about a lot. Uh And some people are like, it's my favorite ever. And then other people are like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm kind of like, I enjoyed it. Like, I definitely don't regret watching it. Um, and I really like the main actor in it, mm-hmm. but eh, it, it was enjoyable, eh. but, but like, yeah, the graphics are so bad. <laughs> so anyway, that's something Andrew would make fun of. Definitely. Oh, when, 100%. And like, there, there are scenes where I'm like, this looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you doing this? But anyway, uh, I guess that's it for other drama corner mm-hmm. um andrew and i watched um another episode of strangers from hell mm-hmm. 
Episode three was really good because finally, like, we're done meeting the thousand fucking characters. And so now we can just, like, get into, like, the real spook of it all. Uh-huh. And this episode was like, ooh, there's many a times where I was, like, cringing and just like, bah! and Andrew was just like, ooh, this is, no, I don't like this. It's good, So though. I definitely shouldn't watch it, right? It's, um, is it too scary for me? It's, no, I don't think it would be too scary for you. Like, my, my bulls are more just, like, the anxiety of, like, watching what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And just, like, mm-hmm. like, the the suspense of it all of like someone being spotted or something happening to someone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're enjoying watching it and I want to hopefully get another episode in this week and then maybe over the weekend record another episode. Cool. And these episodes will be on our Patreon when we set that BB up and we're very excited about the Patreon. Patreon. Um, yeah, I think uh, we'll talk about it more in our ET1 class wrap up. Mm-hmm. But we're just like doing. We're preparing ET1s. right now. Basically. Yeah, we didn't want to just start it and then have nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we're prepared for you guys. See, so get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am sweaty, so <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Unless you have anything else. Nope. You I think that's everything. Okay. Well, if you want to talk to us about your thoughts on Korean dramas or whatever you want to talk about, we are on Twitter at OKDramaPod okay and Instagram, OKDramaPodcast, okay and Facebook, OKDramaPodcast, okay or you can email us at okdramapodcast at gmail.com or contact at okdrama.com you can visit our website um which has past show episodes and will eventually have a store what Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. okdrama.com uh you can support the show by clicking links either on in our website or in the show notes uh, for Tebak Box or Fashion Chingu. And if you make purchases from those sites using the link that we provided, we will get a small little something something to help run the show. I Yay. think that's it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so we will talk to you guys next week about the finale of Itaewon Class. I'm so excited. Yes. But also I can't wait to watch tomorrow. I, I don't want it to end, but. Yeah. <laughs> So good. You'll be getting a text from me tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.